On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Jimmy Hickey from Finley Hat. Man, what a great conversation we had. Uh, totally became friends. That's you know basically why I have the podcast is just to become friends with people. Uh, he's also a Pacific Northwester. Uh, we discussed uh, why people in the Pacific Northwest are just so good. <laughs> But really, amazing story that he's got uh, growing his brand, uh, some of the pitfalls um, that he went through along his journey, and uh, just an absolutely astounding conversation with how they have grown that brand. Uh, You guys are going to love this one. Before we begin, we wanted to let you know some really exciting news and something that we've never talked about before on the podcast. Our team at Mindful Marketing is growing, and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. Now, on to today's episode. We are live. I am here with Jimmy Hickey from Finley Hats. Welcome to Secrets of Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hey there, Jordan. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, all the way from Portland, Oregon. We are on Zoom right now, but it's great to see you. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Noah, just to look for the listeners, we're in the middle of the protest, day something 60, and just to throw it out there, no war zone in Portland. It's not that bad here. It's not bad at all here. <laughs> oh, the media is exaggerating things. <laughs> yeah, right? Who, who would have imagined? Yeah, yeah. Interesting uh, little city. Shout out to everyone from the Northwest. Shout out to our friends up in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this is about as close as I get to podcast guests these days. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy, yeah, tell, there. tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do. So uh, my name is Jimmy and I'm the founder and owner of Findlay Hats. We make hats that are built for good times that are unlike anything else on the planet. We uh, do that by having the patented stampede lace on the front of all of our hats. That hat or that lace is customizable and interchangeable. So you can mix it up, tie in different styles, use different colors. Uh, but also the lace is designed to be brought down around your chin, kind of like a chin strap to keep your hat on your head through good times. So next time you're out there uh, on the boat, sticking your head out of your limo, jumping out of helicopters, your hat's going to stay on your head through those good times. You don't have to worry about losing it. We also have a hidden stash pocket inside all of our hats right there. Ah. And a lifetime warranty. Yeah. So if anything ever happens to the hat, we'll fix it or replace it for free. And uh, yeah, we, we say our hats are built for good times. You want people to get out there, wear our hats while having those good times and not be worried about losing their hat or be worried about it getting damaged. Nice, nice. Well, hey, we're going to get into some like super tactical sort of stuff because you guys have grown, I mean, from a you know, small at home operation uh, into what you guys are right now. Do you, do you mind just giving me just a little, um, just a little story of um, where you guys started and sort of where, you, where you're at right now? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the idea for the uh, stampede lace in our hat actually came from when I was a lot younger, like in middle school, I was rafting down the mighty Deschutes, or not Deschutes, the mighty Toodle River. And I lost my favorite hat. And I just had to spend the whole day without a hat on my head. And I just feel naked without a hat on my head. And it was a bad day. So next time I went rafting, I uh, took my shoelaces out of my shoe, took a pocket knife, and uh, kind of uh, Jimmy rig my name Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> a little uh um lace situation and laced up and uh, kept my hat on my head through the uh mighty toodle river and didn't lose my hat and every time i went on the water uh my friends would always be like man that hat's so cool where'd you get it and i was like i built it myself and they said well if you make more i'll uh i buy one and uh 
sure enough, like 10 something years later, I decided to make more and uh, here we are. Um, did, so that's your friends, idea. did your friends ever actually buy it? <laughs> no, no, they mostly just mooch off them for free now, but that's okay. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, you've got enough. You have these factory seconds maybe we could have. <laughs> right. And, and I mean, uh, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> hey, to be fair, the main friend that I went rafting with was the very first customer. And that was his only oh, head he's ever awesome. bought. And ever since then, he's just, you know, taken, you know, hundreds at a time or maybe not hundreds, <laughs> hundreds over the, the years. Um, so yeah, he paid for the first one, but the thing is that the value was with the, uh, the suggestion that there was people who wanted it. Right. So oh, totally. they, they paid me an inspiration. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the idea. And I come from a photo background. I made a living as a commercial portrait and sport photographer and, uh, photography is still a big piece of what I do. Got some of the, the rigs behind me and, um, but it was difficult. It's a saturated industry and it's tough to really make a living at it. And, uh, I needed another project to kind of keep me busy through the winter months. And, uh, I had a couple of different ideas and the, the hat company was the one that was kind of at the top of the list that seemed to have the most potential and yeah. started it with my girlfriend at the time, Sarah, who's our co-founder and still involved at this day. Um, she's now runs our seamstress department, but yeah, she and I started it in the living room with about, I want to say like twelve, fourteen hundred $1,400 in cash. We had about 80, 90 hats to start and, uh, kind of grew it out from there. Wow. Amazing. What, what was that moment? Cause I feel like a lot of people listening to this, you know, have had that moment where it's like, oh man, I got to quit my job. Like <laughs> I gotta, like, this is, this is expanding to something a lot bigger than, than me right now. What, what was that moment for you? Uh, like when I quit doing my, my full-time photo work and focused fully on Finley. Yeah. Yeah. And just, so, just when you knew that this was going to like actually be sustainable, it wasn't just going to be like a, you know, Hey, we're going to make a thousand hats and that's it. Yeah. Um, I think it was when it was when I was, I was in the middle of senior portraits for my bread and butter commercial and sports stuff was what I loved, but senior portraits were what paid the bills. I make more, to be fair, I made more in a single senior portrait shoot than I do in a whole week here sometimes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I missed some aspects of it, but I remember I was in the middle of a, a photo shoot and I was miserable. Like I, I love photography and I was just not enjoying taking photos of this, you know, awkward senior kid trying to make them look good. And the entire shoot, I was just thinking, I'm like, okay, like, it's going to be okay. They bought my, my medium size package. I'm going to make, I'm going to get, you know, some good money from this. And uh, all I was worried about was just like getting paid for the shoot. I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't, I was like, man, I wish I was back working on, you know, Finley. I wish I was, I was in the middle of another project. I wanted to focus on some of that. And I remember just thinking about like, man, like I don't need to do this right now. So I think it was just when my, my heart was no longer in, uh, that side of my, my old business. And, uh, I could tell my, my passion and my focus was had shifted fully to Finley. And, uh, I'd also, we had, we had done enough daily sales at the time. I mean, we were probably doing five to 10 orders a day at, at this point, but okay. when it was just the two of us, we were, you know, it was fairly sustainable and we were our, you know, our living expenses weren't too bad and we weren't spending what we spend now on advertising or overhead or employees. So it was a little bit less risky where it's like, okay, it's been, you know, a year or six months of consistent daily orders. I think now is the time where we can kind of make the jump. Yeah. 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 Cool. So let's, let's chat. Um, let's chat about some of those bigger wholesalers that I saw that you guys got into at one point. Was that a big transition? Uh, like, like Zoomies picked you guys up. Um, that's, that's huge. When about was that in, in the journey? So talk about a uh, hurry up and wait. Uh, it was actually, uh, summer of 2014. So we were only six months old at the time and Zoomies, yeah. 
like it was a Friday afternoon. I remember it pretty vividly. We just got a random email from a buyer from Zoomies and she was like, Hey, like we like your stuff. Would you have any interest in being carried by Zoomies? And we're like, man, like, yes, of course. Like you guys are the premier <laughs> action sports lifestyle retailer for the country. Yeah. The, 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 and, uh, for North America. And you were originally going to call the brand action hats. Is that right? <laughs> uh, that was one of the ideas floating around. It wasn't the, well, it was, it was towards the top of the list um, named Finley after my middle name, but also after my grandpa who was uh, uh, passed away right before the brand launched. So we wanted a way to commemorate or I wanted a way to commemorate, you know, him. He was a big inspiration in my life growing up. And mm-hmm. what's really cool is still, through his stories today from my parents, my grandma, um, I'm still learning, uh, you know, business stuff from him. He, uh, he worked at Carnation, uh, which got bought up by Nestle for years. And he just had some really cool leadership and business experience and kind of was able to pass that on through me. My dad was another big inspiration too. Um, but either way, learned a lot to my grandpa, wanted to commemorate him. And that's where the, the name comes from. And I'm really happy we chose Finley hats over action hats. Um, I, I'm really happy to, <laughs> I just feel <laughs> so like I don't know if we'd be having like- this conversation now. Oh, I, I don't think we would be. Finley's like a brand, you know? A- action yeah. Hats is like a wholesaler or something. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and that, that brand is, uh, yeah, I, I hear you loud and clear there. Um, so glad we moved, glad we went forward with Finley. Um, yeah, so I forgot where we were prior to that. Oh, we were just talking about, about getting like, so I didn't realize uh, it was that soon. Yeah. It's like six months it was, and well, Zoom well, remember I said it was a hurry up and wait scenario. So yeah. it was that soon when we got, when we heard from them and then uh, it was on a Friday evening, like right, like 4.50, we got the email and yeah. responded immediately like, yes, 100% interested. Yes. What do we need to do? What do you need to see from us? Yeah. What do you want? And then uh, that began the most, uh, I don't know the right word for it, but not stressful, but just you know, we were one email away from getting the Zoomies account for over a year. I want to say it was like 14 months of like, like just like waiting for the email from them. Every time my phone went off, every time I got an email, just every time I, it's been so long since I hadn't got an email, I thought I might need to check my email. It was, did we get the order? Did we get the order? So it was kind of cruel. It was a tough period of my life where we were waiting for that order because um, we didn't fully understand what, what wholesale would be at that scale with such a large company. Um, so yeah, fast forward straight up 12 to 14 months. Uh, and after a little, like, you know, we didn't want to annoy them, but we would, you know, reach out every couple months and send over a new line sheet, send over an update on where yeah. we've been, what we've been up to. Um, and then finally, after over a year, we, we actually, I do remember this. We, we went up to the Zoomies headquarters and we got like flowers and I think donuts or something. And we delivered it to our buyer and we said, Hey, happy one year anniversary from when you reached out to us originally, <laughs> we're ready to make a deal. <laughs> and uh, that still didn't get it. We still had to wait like another couple no. months after that. But luckily what was nice was no over that. that <laughs> I mean, they, they got a lot of fish to fry. They got a lot of other companies to deal with. And it, it's, we were so small at the time too. It, it was a, a blessing in disguise because we had grown a lot over that year and we wanted to build our brand independently from any major retailer. Um, so luckily we focused on building the community, building the brand, building our, our own direct to consumer side of the business and not be too consumed with, wholesale stuff. Um, so yeah, that finally did materialize. But what's interesting with wholesale, it's like, you know, their first order wasn't like a hundred thousand dollar order to get us in every single of their 700 doors worldwide. It was, uh, an order to get us in 10 stores in like, I think really? four or five different States. Yeah. It was just 10 stores. And I think 15 hats per store. It was a pretty small so you're like waiting for this, like, test order. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. 
And, uh, uh, but yeah, we ran with that opportunity. Uh, we, as soon as we got into those stores, we actually made a point to visit every single one of them. Uh, and they were in California, Nevada, Florida, and uh, Hawaii. Those are the, oh, wow. <laughs> the, first, the first stores. And uh, me and uh, two of the other people that worked with us at the time, we, we traveled to all of those 10 stores. Oh, that's and so visited cool. them, shared the product knowledge, brought them a care package, met the team. And uh, yeah, that kind of helped us get our, our foot in the door to expand. Yeah. Know, within zoomies oh that's that's awesome that's great so let's let's talk about now because I, I really want to get to some sort of tactical things um i'm just going to assume you guys are you guys are more heavy on the direct consumer side is that is that where you guys are at these days or are you yeah a hundred percent yeah uh direct to consumers is our like probably 80 85 percent of what we do right now um and has been even while you know through our zoomies experience and through our uh um collaborations where we make hats for other companies and brands um, yeah, that's still a pretty heavy amount of what we do and a, a huge piece of our brand. Okay, cool. So let's talk about what's, what's working for you guys right now. Social media advertising. Okay. We talking organic paid, uh, both mostly, mostly paid, but I mean, we, uh, you know, we, we, we have plenty of organic channels too, that are, are doing well for us. And, uh, we try to have a very active and engaged community through, uh, we do live videos every Friday on Facebook and sometimes on Instagram. Uh, you know, obviously just general posts, general, a lot of engagement directly, one-on-one conversations with our, our community. Cool. Um, we have one guy who's probably half of his day uh, working full-time for us is just when he's not doing customer service, he's just in Instagram and Facebook, just directly messaging, uh, commenting, engaging with, asking questions, um, doing a really tedious but important uh, brand building situation where we're having all of these single one-on-one interactions with uh, our community that's growing, you know, one person at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, you were, you were speaking my language right now. I think that that sort of stuff is so important um, when continuing to build a brand, right? If you can keep those, those one-on-one conversations, we actually, we just released a podcast. This will be a a while from now, but um, where we talked about something we've been testing with our clothing company um, where mm-hmm. we actually reach out to every single new customer with a customized video. Nice. Um, so it takes, it takes a lot of work, but we figured out actually a way that we can scale it using um, VAs and, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, yeah, incredible. no, we, 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 we tested that uh, similar. There was an app that we used for a couple, like probably five or six months. That yeah. was the same thing. You would, you, it would, it was fully, it was, yeah. You could send single customized videos to each person and I would spend like 45 minutes a week or so just going through the orders. Hey, what's up, Paul? Thank you so much for your order. Great oh, and choice. you were doing the, it yourself. The, the lockboard. Oh yeah, doing it myself while I was operating one of our machines. Like our, our embroidery machine would be running and I would just, like there's downtime while the machines are running. Uh, we do a lot of our operations in-house. We do embroidery, laser cutting, yeah. uh, sewing, all that stuff. So while some of the machines are running, there's five to 45 minutes of machine time where you can't really do much. So yeah, while I'd be running the machine, I'd have the, I'd be selfie style filming. Hey, thank you so much for your orders. Great choice for the Oregon. I see you live in Austin. I have not been there in six years. I really want to be back. Have you done, you know, so sometimes it'd be really in depth. Sometimes it'd it'd be just a really quick, okay, thanks for your order. Hope you love it. Have a good one. Um, But yeah, it was an awesome app. I forget what it was called. And then they they completely, no, although I want to look into that one because I, 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 that was such, you you know, you mentioned it. It's such an important tool that people get blown away that it's like, wow, you took the time to send me a video. Like it's, it's it's incredible for retention for like social media. Yeah. Everything. 
Yeah. And then they just completely ruined the app by making it all trying to be automated where basically you would just send a generic like, Hey, thank you so much for your order. We really appreciate it. Then there'd be like a whiteboard behind the person. You can just like write there. It would like it would automate their name onto that whiteboard behind them. So it looks like you wrote their name on it. And it was just so cheesy. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not like, if you're going to go, go for it and actually do like manual reach outs, don't, don't, you don't need to automate it like that people. Yes. Um, so now an extension of that. Now one of our, our post purchase follow-up emails through Clavio uh, is just a quick message from our founder. And it's a video that I update every couple of months. That is, it's a generic video, but it's not trying to be like, Hey, like it's not, it's not trying to kind of pretend that it is made just for them. It's just a general, like, Hey, we, you know, yeah, this yeah. is welcome to the brand. This is what we're all about. Respond to this email and I'll respond to you personally. Oh, cool. Um, nice. So that's, you know, and we get, I, I get a couple of those emails a day from that. Hey guys, just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply to start the process today. Now, back to today's episode. So it's, you know, there's still a way to to extend that personal touch and and things. So, yeah. Yeah. So for anybody who's been listening to this podcast for a while now knows um, we're obsessed with paid advertising. Uh, I think it's the the only way to actually scale a brand um, and, and be able to do it. Um, while knowing how big you are going to grow. Um, tell me for you, what, what's working paid advertising wise? Uh, just as far as like just general. Well, like, I mean, like I'd love to, I'd love to know some tactics and stuff that, that you guys are using that might actually help some, some of our listeners. Uh, so the first thing that you could do that would help would be for anyone that doesn't have a super strong retargeting situation. I'm, I'm not paid by this company, but I endorse the heck out of them. Fellow Canadian company. Uh, yeah. shoelace. Um, oh, yeah, shoelace. shoelace. They are awesome for retargeting. Uh, they're the, one of the few we've worked with a handful of different agencies before we brought it back in house. Uh, but we still work with shoelace just for retargeting. Uh, they simply just work. And uh, for as far as our retargeting strategy is, oh man, my little squeezy thing. As far as retargeting goes, they just get the job done. And uh, I highly recommend them. If you don't have a rock solid retargeting strategy, look up Shoelace. Um, They sync with Shopify. They get the job done. Um, Now, as far as what we're doing in-house, we have it broken down into a couple different styles. We do all of our prospecting in-house for new customers. And then for existing customers, which is a little bit of a different journey and style, um, we you know are marketing to our and advertising to our current customer base email list. Then um, there's definitely some crossover with retargeting people. Yeah. Um, but so what's interesting about the the conversion side of it, just for our existing customers, we're doing new products weekly. So every Monday and Tuesday we launch a new style of hats. Every Friday we launch a new style of hats, and it could be anywhere from one to five different styles. And what we found is by doing more weekly. Uh, limited edition and exclusive styles, our version campaigns. And I, I mean, that is just our general uh, just sales campaigns to our, our existing customers are just, just convert insanely high. Uh, I mean, I, I think our ROAS across the board for convert for those campaigns is in like the four to six range. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. And it's, so it's, 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 a, 
it's something that we haven't really had in the past uh, when we were just promoting our, you know, our summer line of hats or our, our winter line of hats. It would, you know, do well for a few a week or so and then it would die off. Yeah. But when we're bringing in new products into the cycle, that's only 30 of them made, only 60 of them made, only 100. Um, we see them selling out. If they don't sell out the day they launch, as soon as we do an ad campaign for them, they sell out the next day um, and they just go quick. So that's, 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 I guess, a semi-detached from just our advertising strategy. That's also our product launching and marketing strategy. But yeah. that has allowed that aspect of our advertising to really just destroy it and uh, you know, see pretty strong returns from that. Um, backtracking to the prospecting end, uh, nothing super special or of note there. We, we have just a few. It's, it's interesting how our prospecting has evolved from we had a basic video that explained who we are, what we're all about uh, in under a minute. And that thing just converted really high and did a really good job for ages. And then it just stopped working. And now just a really basic single image of just someone holding two hats. Mm. works really well to a very basic lookalike audience. Yeah. Uh, we have a pretty strong offer where it's uh, $15 off your first purchase, which we don't do discounts. We're not a discounted brand. Uh, we don't ever offer site-wide things. We don't have uh, July specials or anything like that. Um, but we do. We did find that by having a really strong offer that brings people in to give us a chance, uh, it, it, it's converted pretty well. Um, so uh, prospecting really nothing too groundbreaking there on our end for, for the strategy. We, we've really uh, fine tuned our landing pages and gone through a lot of different trial and error, uh, not aggressive AB testing, but a, a bit of it. And we've got it to a point where it's a pretty high uh, converting, you know, funnel. Um, cool. And then obviously we, we catch them uh, through shoelace through the retargeting. There's journeys that people who go to that specific landing page will then be seeing, you know, the right journey of stuff that will uh, kind of reiterate that original discount for $15 off, um, you know, and, and keep the, the content that they see kind of part of the learning about the brand uh, process. Um, and then past that, we have some basic uh, video view campaigns, which is all about brand building. Yeah. Um, we have anywhere from it's, it's, it's pretty low, uh, you know, the ad sets don't have too much budget towards it each day, maybe 30 to $50 a day in video view campaigns. But, yeah. um, what that's all about is just to build the brand identity, establish who we are. Uh, you know, we've, we've have some pretty high budget videos and we have some pretty low budget filmed on an iPhone stuff. So it's kind of a mix of, of content. And those are just have the intention of getting video views to establish the brand. Uh, finally, we have engagement campaigns, um, where we run engagement stuff for current uh, selling ads. So to help with the social proof, um, then also just to our standard pages. Um, again, just to, you know, with, with organic reach being so low, even for, you know, a strong organic reach post still isn't that impressive. So as soon as you put a little bit of a budget towards just basic engagement to get the post out there in front of your actual audience, um, we see uh, what's interesting about that is while it helps the engagement, it helps the social proof, it helps that side of things, it still pays for itself over and over again. Like Even on the like running just an engagement. Running just as an engagement campaign, yeah, cool. it's trippy how we'll still, you know, it'll pay for a month's worth of, <laughs> of the campaigns in a couple of days sometimes. And, oh, and obviously some posts never yield a sale and some aren't supposed to, but um, plenty do. And it's kind of impressive and interesting to see that, you know, oh, all of this engagement that we spent put towards is, is paid for by itself. So yeah. Um, yeah. Those are the, those are the handful of different things we got, we got going on in the, the ad world there. Cool. Hey, um, we, uh, we did a recent episode where we talked about when it makes sense to hire an agency. 
Um, hmm. you, you just went through the, um, you know, after hiring a couple of agencies and bringing it back in house, do you mind just talking through that process for people? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've worked with four agencies and the thing That's we found among every single one of them, all that we had one that was, uh, less than a thousand a month and one that was $4,500 a month. Yeah. Uh, one that had full creative team in house that would produce really beautiful videos using our content, their editing. Um, we've had ones that have, uh, not been able to do any content and just use our content. Um, what I found that seems to be pretty consistent across the board with everyone except for shoelace has been, uh, over promise under deliver, mm. um, consistently and, uh, just not, it, it could be for any number of reasons. Um, but I think the, I, I think some people that might not have the, the drive or desire or want to become, you know, considered, an expert with Facebook advertising, uh, maybe an agency is right for them because they're going to get better results working with an agency. Um, what we started working with the agency because it got to the point where, you know, we were spending upwards of a thousand a day and it became really difficult for me to personally oversee that. And it seemed like the next step for us to grow would be to work with an agency. Totally. Also, I should, I should backtrack. Uh, when we first started Facebook advertising heavily, I took the Facebook blueprint course and I took two courses on Udemy, spent a couple weeks just really diving in because our brand oh, in yeah. 2017, we were doing, we were doing worse than 2016. So that's it's like, we need to figure something out. Facebook advertising seems the route. So I dedicated a lot of time to learning it and testing it and getting it in motion. Uh, and then it was just, once we got a strong prospecting campaign in motion, uh, we just started just seen really high returns like early on like for the first couple weeks it was just ridiculously high and then it you know obviously tapered off but either way for 2017 to mid 18 we were doing really well consistently and it was like okay if i'm able to do this imagine what a professional is going to do yeah and uh and then it started dying off and not doing as well it's like okay now we really need the professional we got all the low-hanging fruit we got all the you know our cpms are going up uh our results are going down uh i'm i'm maxed out with what I can do here. We need to work with a professional. And, uh, so we, we started working with professionals and they just, uh, were not able to improve where we were at. And some of them actually de brought it down. Um, Brutal. Like even our, like our break, even at or our break, even ROAS was like, they were like, yeah, we did pretty good this week. And it was like, no, we, we did it. We lost <laughs> money or barely broke even on this. And uh, it was a really hairy period of time. And we had to kind of jump agencies back and back. And each agency would review the other agency. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, they're doing this, 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 and this wrong. So we're going to do this, that, that, and that right. Yeah. And that just was never the case. And I, every person I worked with was really friendly. And like they, they probably know more about it than me. Uh, I mean, they, they work but with you, a whole team of people that do it, but they just were not getting results. And, totally. uh, and you know your just, brand, you know, your brand and your customers better too. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, that was the thing is I, I'd, I'd approve the copy and I'd, you know, do that. And uh, I, I honestly, it, it's still an enigma to me why these giant companies with data centers and all this, you know, level of just Intel that they have that I don't. And, you know, directly talking to the face to Facebook people. And I mean, I guess we have an account ramp, but I don't know. They didn't, they, they overpromised under delivered consistently. And it was always one week away from, from striking gold. And it was yeah. just, they dangled that carrot. And it was like, so as soon as we pulled the reins back, uh, cause last year we had a down year too. It was a little bit slower than the prior year. And it was mm. just cause our results were so much worse. And, uh, we basically regrouped and said, okay, what can, what expenses can we cut? 
if we're only doing this much a day in sales, what can we do to survive at this point? Yeah. And we basically just rebuilt our business from instead of scaling and trying to worry about this, the scaling aspect to just regrouping and just maintaining a, and having a sustainable business. And that kind of, we shifted our focus back to that. And as soon as we did that, we started launching the more weekly exclusive stuff. We launched a premium box, which is a hundred dollar box, which obviously, you know, with a higher ticket item, uh, you can spend a little bit more to acquire a customer. Yeah. And bringing those two things, the weekly exclusive hats and the premium box, uh, got us back into a really beautiful spot when it came to advertising. And that's something that, you know, our ad agencies didn't, you know, so you talk about we're closer to the brand. We see what we're doing as soon as, you know, we looked at it from a sales perspective and that it was our offering. That was the problem. Maybe, uh, when we switched that up is when we started seeing the success and we're able to get back into the scaling mode of, of adding more ad spend to it and not just maintaining, but also, you know, growing. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. We, uh, we talk about, uh, we've kind of got these six pillars of, of things that you can do to, uh, we call it like double your return on ad spend. Just a nice way to say it, you know? Um, but offer, <laughs> offer always comes first, right? Yeah. If you have a crappy offer, no one's going to buy it. Doesn't matter which audience you get in front of, doesn't matter what kind of creative you have or ad copy. Like none of that matters until your offer is down. So um, I love it. I love these, these pivots that you've made. Um, this has just been an awesome conversation. I got to ask you the question that I ask every guest. What is your secret to scaling? Ooh, yeah. I think just, as you uh, just said, I don't want to scale. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're back. We're back in scaling mode, baby. We, we got through the sustain and now we're, we're back on the scale. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just persistence, man. Like it's just, we've, we, we've fought through it. We had to pivot a little bit. We had to change our offerings and like, we were like, squeezing that orange, getting everything we could out of it. And then it stopped working. So we, we pivoted, we adjusted our strategy, adjusted our offering and we were able to keep growing. So had we just kept, you know, throwing ad spend with these agencies, had we kept not, you know, just offering seasonal launches and not doing weekly stuff. Um, had we kept our, our, you know, mystery box offerings the same, not had that premium option. Um, if we would have kept doing the same thing and just stayed with it, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have, we, you know, we would have had to really downsize. Um, but as soon as we accepted like, okay, we need to make changes. We just kept pushing forward. That's what allowed us to continue to scale. Uh, that's awesome. So per persistence, eh? And just, and persistence, persistence. That's what we're going yeah. with here. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Jimmy, we're going to move on to our lightning round here. Oh, I'm ready. What is your favorite tool or app you're using right now? It's, it's a far out answer to this one, but Reddit. What? Reddit. Tell me why. Oh Yeah. Uh, I'm not beautiful. actually surprised, it's, but <laughs> so it's, I, I, it's, as far as I think it's really important as, uh, like marketing and sales to have your finger on the pulse of your culture and your community and, you know, your audience. And I think Reddit is a really interesting, obviously it's, it's an interesting subsect of people that use it, but I think it's a pretty good hive man, hive mind, of like the average citizen. And through the different subreddits, through the different groups, uh, you have opportunities to learn, engage, grow. There's so many opportunities and discussions that you can participate in mm. that I feel like through Reddit, you get a really interesting kind of global taste of how things are in the world, in your community, in your sub, sub community, in your group, whatever. Um, so I feel like it's uh, a pretty important little piece of my daily routine that I think as far as any, it's an app, right? And I think as far as value out of any app that I get, I would definitely say that one's probably the value app wise I get most. And I'm saying, saying that with a website that has 20 different apps on it, you know, and we have so many, our website is, is littered with apps and all of them have their own beauty and help and, and help us have, a, we have a reason for them. 
Um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in a little bonus answer for that. One thing that's pretty cool um, has been the, the Tone app for abandoned cart uh, SMS uh, recovery. Oh, okay, um, cool. That, cool. One's been, that one's been pretty solid too. Uh, so hmm, throw that one in too. Cool. For, well, yeah, we'll throw those in the, in the show notes for sure. Sounds that's good. great. Uh, favorite yeah. podcast these days? Ooh, uh, you know, the, the Shopify masters podcast with Felix, uh, yes. I, I like that one. That's definitely yeah. a top one. Uh, I've always been an entrepreneurs on fire fan as well. Um, oh, so I think those two would probably be, it's solid. Those two are at the top. Um, and then I have just a handful of just random ones on, on that as well, but those are the top two, at least by name that like I'm looking at first. And then, uh, again, like for just general, like if I'm like, if I'm not trying to learn, I'm just trying to zone out the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, yeah. I know he's got kind of interesting perspectives on things, but he's got some good guests on there and it's, it's entertaining enough. Uh, fun story. I saw him at Fogo de Chao right before uh, in Vegas, right before COVID really closed everything oh. down. Uh, my biggest regret of the year was not buying him uh, lunch. I thought that would have been a cool power move to say like, Hey Joe, thanks for the, the you know, hours of endless content. Uh, <laughs> have a nice lunch, but didn't, didn't do that. And I regret it. So, well, now, you know, next time you run into somebody like that to have a, a lunch card on you or something like that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Although I was, you know, a little nervous. I might've spent, you know, too much on wine that I couldn't afford anyways. So, <laughs> yes. Aired on the side of not breaking the bank on a little friendly gesture to a random celebrity. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, founder that you look up to. Ooh, uh, Phil Knight. Oh, good. Good one. Yeah, absolutely. Reasons? Uh, Reasons? What was that? Reasons? Uh, excuse me. Uh, Oregon native. Oh uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, I think Oregon native has done a lot for the community. Uh, his story just resonates. Reading Chew Dog, I've, I've well listened to it probably like three times through now. It's just super inspiring. Uh, I love Nike uh, through my photo world. I've uh, done photo work with Nike uh, for football, soccer, and running. So like I know how they treat their independent contractors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just, I have a pretty big love for Nike and then hearing the story was like, just pretty, I mean, I straight up, I'm not, not lying here. Like I, 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 I had a couple tears in my eye towards the end of the, uh, of shoe dog, mm. uh, when he talks about how, like, if, you know, he just wants to like, he'd do it all again if he could. And it was just kind of, I don't know. So, so yeah, Phil Knight for sure. Right at the top, um, constant inspiration. Uh, I've got a bonus follow-up question to this. Okay. We're both Pacific Northwesters. Hey, you can consider us Pacific Northwest, right? Yeah, we could Cascadia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why are the most successful people in the world all from the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, we've, got, we've got a pretty good list. I, I think of all these companies that have come out of the Pacific Northwest, like the biggest ones in the world, Microsoft. Amazon. Amazon Nike. Uh, the list just goes on and on. Lulu. Yeah. That's a good question. I, uh, I think it's because we got, we got great people out here and, uh, you know, maybe you don't have to worry about, you know, there's natural, uh, disasters coming on the ah, East true. coast right now. Right. So it's like, we, we have a little bit less of that. You know, we got a couple of volcanoes. We got, you know, we got the big earthquake coming at some point. So maybe yeah, that's you know, right. That's have just a little bit more time to focus on growing good things. Um, that's or a good question. Never, I'm not sure what it is. Last- we never know when our last day will be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, got lots of trees, so lots of oxygen enriches the brain and easier to, to have big, uh, big ticket ideas. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think it, it, honestly, I think the, a lot of the culture out here is pretty good for, you know, ideas and people that think creatively and think productively and, and build. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's less of a rat race than uh, some of the other parts of the world. And I think it's a little bit more inclusive and open. Uh, so 
Yeah, I think there's, yeah, there's good. Those a couple are good, of good thoughts. things. Yeah, but don't move here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. We're we're actually full <laughs> where we yeah, are. Yeah, and it's it's really really rainy, and it's really just yeah. I promise you, California is a lot better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm just joking. We're all are welcome up here. Come on up. If you're a good person. We will accept you up here. It's a good spot. Uh, Jimmy, this is a great interview. I really appreciate your time. Uh, where can people find out more about you? Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me, Jordan. It's an honor and a privilege to be here today. Uh, you can find us at finleyhats.com. That's F-I-N-D-L-A-Y-H-A-T-S.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Finley Hats as well. And uh, if you have any questions or if there's anything I can do to help you, I'm always happy to share uh, you know, dive a little deeper or help anyone who has any questions. Uh, you know, it's not a, a race. I'm not, I'm always happy to help anyone that's, that asks. So feel free to send me an email. My personal email address is Jimmy. That's J I M M Y at findlyhats.com. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Jordan. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.